Hi everyone and a happy new year to you all. And before we launch into the first part of my three part special for January, um, I just wanted to remind you all that we're primed and ready to go, myself and my team, for our coaching programs for January. Now we did have quite a lot of pre-bookings for VIP one-to-one coaching for for January, so we're, we're, we're limited in our availability for that, but we have our 90 day reviving thrive. And if you want to book a call with any of our team members, myself or any of our team members, go on to my website, the Reviving Thrive webpage or the one to one VIP webpage and book a call with myself or any of the team. We can talk through the program, talk through your challenges and see which one would be the best option for you. So enjoy the rest of the podcast. There'll be a 10 day gap between each podcast in January. Enjoy. And this should set you up ready to go for the new year. Hi, everyone. And first of all, I want to wish you all a happy new year. So, excuse me, I'm pre-recording this. Um, but today's release day is 1st of January, 2023. And last year, I delivered a three-part series in January, which got thousands and thousands of downloads. So I've decided to do the same thing this year. Now, anybody who's been following me for a while, and who's been listening to the podcast is probably already done last January. So if you haven't, go back to that and listen to that first, um, because this one is a whole entirely different scenario and it's more about behaviours than anything else. And today, what I want to talk about is the Usain Bolt dieter. Now, you've probably figured out at this stage what I'm talking about. And I want you to ask yourself, are you going to do what you've done every single year? Now, if you're that sort of person who, what I call the perfection procrastination dieter, the person who waits for this perfect road ahead and has literally pressed pause on doing any sort of change or any type of health improvements because it was Christmas, because it was New Year, because you pretty much wanted to stuff your face with sweets and and delicious foods and booze over Christmas. And decide, okay, first of January, let's go. Let's crack on with this. We're going to do it this year. I want you to ask yourself, how many times have you said that to yourself? And I also want you to ask yourself, how many times have you failed? Okay. Have you ever gone through January and actually successfully completed a long-term project on your body? And before we get into the main thrust of this podcast, I want you to ask yourself that first. So, and we're really, really, you know, it's like having a baby. We keep having babies. We forget about the pain of the first one. And we go back and we have more. Now, I'm not saying it's anything like your baby, but there's some part of our brain seems to forget that it didn't work for us last January. In fact, it didn't work for us the January before that, or the January before that, or the January before that. But they keep coming back to the same thing. It's like going back to a bad relationship um, that, that that wasn't good for you, that didn't work. So don't go back to the same thing that didn't work last year. And these podcasts are really to pick apart your mentality and your mindset and your behaviours and your habits to make sure that maybe this year you're going to do things differently. And when I'm coaching clients online, I have a really, really long talk with them beforehand. We have an induction online and we we could talk for up to two hours. And I literally nitpick at every single detail around their previous history and diets, their behaviours. How many diets they had? Do they wait until a Monday? Are they Monday dieters? Are they secret eaters? Do they eat in the car on their own when nobody's watching them? All these things that, even things that you would never admit to anybody else. 
excuse me, what I would say, embarrassing, embarrassing things that you would be ashamed to tell anybody else. I think it's important that you sit down and write all those things down. Sit down with a pen and paper and write them all down and say, these are the things that I normally do. And put a tick beside it if they've worked. Okay. And if they've and and if they haven't worked, put an X beside them. And I think your answer's there. So what I'm asking you this year is, and, and this is uh, the reason I picked the UCN Bolt dieter out is because it typifies the standard woman who comes to me as a client who are really, really good at dieting. They go off the, the blocks at a million miles an hour. They can sustain an intense pace of dieting. They're off the blocks. They've spent maybe three, four, five days, maybe planning in advance. And they almost get a tiny little bit of euphoria. Even when they are overeating, they get this wee sense of euphoria. Well, it's okay because I'm going to be starting on Monday. And it almost gives them a certain a, a sense of, of comfort and emotional reprieve and solace that it's okay. And you're justifying your reasons for overeating in that moment in time because you know on Monday or on the 1st of January or on the 2nd of January, we're good to go. And you'll plan in advance and you'll pull out your little diet plan. And here's the thing. I sell seven, 10 day diet plans on my website. And the reason only seven, 10 days, because you could never live up a diet plan for any longer than that, because they're not sustainable. And in fact, even when I coach your clients, I don't put them on, we don't work off diet plans. We do real, what I would call real life, real world um, fat loss. So, you know, you, but usually what happens is you pull out the diet plan, you buy the ingredients, you source all these weird, and how many of you have ingredients in your cupboards that are sitting there maybe two, three years, and you might have used for one recipe in some diet plan that you that you bought maybe four or five years ago? I, I can guarantee you there's loads of you. So what I'm saying is that's, that typifies most women on, on a, an early January, and you're thinking, and in your head, you have this romantic notion of what you as a woman, and you might be a woman in your 40s, woman in your 50s, kids, full-time job. I know what my life's like. It's crazy. Four kids, running a business, kids involved in everything, running them to dance and taking them to athletics, taking them to football. My older kids are at uni, coming back at the weekend, doing all the washing, doing all the dinners. It's crazy. And one thing I've learned over my over my years is pick one thing, keep the main thing, the main thing, and try not to do everything. Try not to sprint off those blocks like you see in bolt, like a bullet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the most harshest calorie deficit. I'm going to undo all the crap that I've been eating for the last five weeks. I and you book up to a PT and you book up to all these classes and you, you, you know, and it's like clients come to me and it's like, well, actually, no. We're not actually going to do any workouts for the first couple of weeks because we're going to nail your diet and we're going to get you out walking for a few um, a few miles every day. And that's it. And they're almost disappointed until a few weeks in when they realised, Tara, you were bloody right. You know, I'm realising this is actually tougher than I thought it was. If you were to give me workouts and if you were to give me, you know, a million things to do on top of this, I never would have been able to sustain it. So I'm asking you, you know, to be the, run the marathon runner here, not the Usain Bolt sprinter. You can't sustain that pace. They run at that pace for 100, for 100 meters from start to finish in record pace. They can't sustain that pace for any more than that. And here's the thing. That's why you've been failing at your diets, because you can't sustain that all in, all effort, harsh deficit, 
clean eating, four classes a week, all the walking, all the water, all the supplements, trying to sleep, about seven or eight different things that in real, you know, in actuality would take a person one year to implement. We do what's called habit stacking in our coaching program. And for the first month, what I get them to do is we, we look at the diet, we nail down the fundamentals of the diet. We make sure that they're in their calorie deficit. We make sure that they're getting the nutrition. Plus, we make sure that it fits around their life. And you need to do that too. So before you start spending a complete fortune with your little shopping list, going around the supermarket, buying all these wacky ingredients to make these wacky meals for healthy foods that you probably don't even like, sit back and ask yourself, right, okay, are you a woman who sits and eats different foods to your family at night? Are you making a dinner for your kids and then you're sitting eating a different meal? Number one, there's no need for that. You don't need to do that. You should be sitting with your family at dinner table every night and, you know, to encourage your children's healthy relationship with food, particularly girls, they should see their mummy sitting at the table, having a meal and enjoying it and having a family conversation that fosters good relationships with food. Now, I want you to think of your, your real life, not the perfect life or not the life of the person that you think you need to become this elite athlete. As I always say, women, women have these notions of what they're going to do that elite athletes do that. You know, they count the grams of carbs, they count the grams of fat, you know, <laughs> they're, um, they're training maybe twice a day. And us mere mortals, us women who are trying to balance everything else in our lives, think that we need to be doing the same. And we don't. We don't. Take the long approach. Think to yourself and sit down again with that pen and piece of paper. And when you glance at your little list with all your ticks and all your axes and you say, OK, well, this didn't work. Sit down and think, OK, what am I going to do this year? And here's my advice to you. Whatever time you've given yourself, which is probably about... I would say maybe six weeks to lose a stone, treble it, okay? Treble it, because realistically, that's how long it's going to take. And this is why women, they flail after two, three weeks. It's like you can't run any harder. Usain Bolt can't run any more than 100 metres at that pace. That's why women quit after 10, 10 days, two weeks, because they can't sustain the pace. It's too intense. It's too much for them. It's overwhelming. It's exhausting. So you've got to say, okay, right, okay. And, and, and you probably heard me saying this before. You know, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. So when you have that clarity and that black and white, you say, well, this is what I've been doing. And so for some people, it could be decades. Now, this is what I'm going to do. And you have to be sensible. And I know a lot of my clients are really intelligent women performing at the highest level in their careers. But they're really bloody stupid when it comes to implementing habits and behaviors around changing their body. And they think they can do this in super speed, supersonic time. And you're saying, actually, no, it's going to take three times longer than you think it is. And also what that does, then, when you give yourself three times the length of time. So if you want to lose a stone or you want to lose two stone, instead of saying, well, I'm going to lose a stone in six weeks, say, I'm going to lose a stone between now and Easter. Number one, that takes the pressure of you. Number two, if you do have a bad day, you're not going to seek this perfectionism and you're going to realize, well, that's okay. It's only one day. You know, I'm, I'm going to give myself three, three odd months to do this, you know, three and a half months to do this. So one day's fine. It's not linear. It's not a straight line. 
it's peaks and troughs. It goes up and down as zigzags. And eventually your trajectory, if you keep getting up every time you have a bad day, and the reality is it's okay to have one bad day a week. If you have one bad day a week over the month, you're you're winning. You're winning at the end of the month. You're still going to lose weight. And I think it's building in that expectation. So build in your non-negotiables. Ask yourself, okay, if I'm eating 1,800 calories a day for my cal- for my um, diet and calories, and I know I have a wedding coming up, or I know I have a, a dinner with friends coming up, save your free calories in advance, you know, for that, and go out and enjoy your night. Instead of annihilating yourself, or maybe, you know, as I always say, tr- training, running, running for food, <laughs> training for the brownie points to eat. Don't do that, you know. Don't don't overwhelm or overstress your body like that because I think when you come into your forties and fifties, I know for me, um, and you've probably heard me saying this before, I find that energy management's key. For me, it's not just about that. And, and I'm when I'm coaching my clients, especially my one-to-one clients, I'm always saying to them, we gotta manage your time. But most importantly, we have to manage your energy. This cannot overwhelm you. This has to slot into your life. And let's look at your, as I would say, let's look at your Achilles heels. Let's look at your little weak, uh, your little triggers. What are they? Um, um, and we list them out and we preempt them and we build them in. And when you're building in those little weekends and that night where you have the Chinese or that day that, you know, you have a lovely slice of cheesecake with your Sunday roast, you don't feel the guilt. And this is what we do with my clients, you know, and they're so fearful. The fear factor is real. And they're thinking, oh, God, you know, she's dieting me on 800 calories more than I would be dieting myself. And she's allowing me to have cheesecake. And she doesn't want me to annihilate myself with training just yet. Now, the training does come, but it certainly doesn't come for a while because we have the low-hanging fruit first. And, and, and they're shocked every week. You know, they're shocked every week when they see the weight coming off. And after a while, the penny drops and they realize, I was doing this wrong all along. You know, I was having unrealistic expectations around the time frame around how many calories I needed to eat and the amount of time and the amount of women who I coach who said to me Tara I've been dieting my whole life in 1200 calories and you have me in 2000 and I've lost twice the weight that I ever have when I was dieting on my own thousand calories and it's managing the expectations and it's preempting the emotions and like coming up to Christmas there it's absolutely incredible And, and again when I was coaching my clients coming up to Christmas it was about energy management it's a time of stress. It's tis the season to be stressed. We had Maddie Snow in talking about stress management. It's about managing your energy at Christmas. It's not about dieting. It's not about dieting at all. And you find then what happens is your body relaxes a little bit more. And you're more likely as a result then to have more health-seeking behaviors around food, to make better choices, to maybe go for that walk. Instead of overwhelming yourself with all these extra things to do on your to-do list for your, for your new diet, it's my new diet. It's not a diet. It's a lifestyle. So give yourself that extra time. You know, you should, and again, if you have like two stone to lose, you should be looking at at least June, July, August. And another thing I always say to my clients is forget about the weight. Let's implement new behaviors. You know, forget about even thinking about how much weight you're going to lose. Weigh yourself at the end of the month, but understand that you know that you're dropping fat. And again, it, it, it releases that pressure that people feel, that women feel around scales. And we are slaves to the scales. There's no two ways about that. So 
That's what I want you to think about. This is a nice short and sweet one. And it's just a little teaser on the 1st of January, just to get you thinking, just to make sure that you aren't running about like headless chickens, doing all these stupid, wacky, breaking out the gist diets, breaking out the 800 calories a day, you know, to try and feel thin as quickly as you can. You're on a hide and do nowhere. And again, just ask yourself, how long are you doing this? You know, how many times have you lost weight over your lifetime? You know, ask ask yourself how many stones you would have lost over your lifetime or pounds you'd have lost over your lifetime. And you're probably back to where you are now. And that's because it didn't work. Your strategy was flawed. Your strategy is everything, absolutely everything. And for me as a coach, it's finding the strategy and it's as unique as your fingerprint. Everybody's strategy is different. Every client's different. You know, I have I have a client who's 71. And I have clients who are in their 30s. I have clients who are in their 40s and their 50s. And each and every one are extremely unique. And their strategies are all different. And people say to me, Tara, tell me what to do. And it's like, you know, it's like, tell me what to eat. I don't know. How can, how can I tell you what to eat? I don't even know what you like. You know, but people think because you're on a diet, tell me what to eat. Because you must eat healthy. Not at all. Yes, it's important to eat healthy foods. But you don't have to eat healthy foods all the time. You know, so just tell me what to eat and I'll do it. You know, it's like saying, well, go you follow that prescription diet plan there and see how long you can last on it. It won't last very long. So it's figuring out who you are. Ask who are you? What foods do you enjoy? What exercise do you enjoy? Do you enjoy walking? You know, what days are good for you to walk? What days aren't good for you to walk? What days do you know that you have your work schedule is going to be clear? Maybe you could get a few extra exercise sessions in. And you don't have to do these three exercise sessions a week. And I know for years I I actually would have um you know been almost uh, OCD about that you know I have to get my four sessions in a week it has to be one hour at a time until I realised Tara hold on a minute you know you're pushing yourself here and and there's weeks I might have got two and then I I would have been killing myself with guilt because I missed two instead of saying well my energy's low this week I'll I'll get one or two in. And then the week when my energy's high, sleep's good, especially if you're menopausal and you're not getting your sleep. I want to go for it this week. I feel good. I'm going to go maybe three, four sessions. And after three or four sessions, if you're getting to the Thursday and you're feeling tired and you're thinking, right, okay, I'll take a day off tomorrow. And if you're feeling good on the Saturday, you do another session. And if you're not feeling good on the Sunday, you do nothing, you rest. That's how you feel. It's called energy management. And when you get to a certain age in your life, that's what it's about. And it's like running a business. You know, it's about energy management. It's about pushing when your energy's high. It's about pulling back when your energy is low in times of stress. But on average, ladies, it's what you do on average that's important. And our next podcast, will I'm going to, I'm going to de- delve more into that push and pull and give you examples of that and how it might work for you moving forward. So I'm going to sign off. Don't be the Usain Bolt dieter. With a long, slow, steady approach, be strategic. Think about it. Think about your life. Think about you and your personality. And I'd mentioned this in a, on a post there last week. I, you know, my, my my programs are based around my client's personality. And it's really easy to get to know somebody very quickly. You get to know the personality. You get to know when you're talking to them about their previous history and their work and the type of person they are. Okay, this is going to suit you. And if it doesn't work after two or three weeks, we change it. It's no biggie. Nobody's failed. Nobody's died. <laughs> if anything, your diet's probably got healthier. You've got healthier. But we change, we twist, we move. So, ladies, happy New Year to you all. Enjoy. Um, if you're having a nice uh New Year's Day celebration lunch today, 
enjoy your your lunch and we will be back for part two in 10 days time hopefully and uh, we have our one-to-one VIP and we have a Revive and Thrive program starting and we have very few places now for the one-to-one VIP. I am pre-booked from before Christmas. There was an onslaught before Christmas to come in. I have a few spaces left. If anybody wants to jump in, have a call with me, you can book a call, go on to my Instagram or go on to my website, go into the Revive and Thrive page or the VIP one-to-one page and go on and book a call with myself or one of my team members and talk. we'll talk through and see if it's the right program for you. And obviously the Revive and Thrive is an evergreen program. You can join at any time. It's amazing as well. And our results have been, I'm so, so happy we changed. And we've created this new program in Jan and in September. It was the best thing I think I've ever done for my clients. So it's an amazing program. Absolutely love it. And we have a client event coming up at the end of January. So it would be lovely to see you all there. But look, guys, have a great day and we'll chat soon.